Welcome, guys, to the MMOs.com podcast. Altai here with episode 154. A riveting journey through the world of MMOs awaits. I'm joined this week by... Omer. And here we are. All right. Here we go. Uh, let's just jump right in with that weekly raid. How about that? Oh, before we jump to the weekly raid, let's do a little bit of... Uh... I got an email, actually, this morning. Uh, actually, a couple hours ago. Like literally an hour ago before we started streaming uh, this podcast. The folks at uh, Tryon Worlds, the folks behind uh, Rift, were actually interested in coming on the Amos.com podcast to talk to us. What oh, do you think about wow. that? I was kind of nervous. I don't think we did we ever actually have a guest on? Any real guest, like with some authority? Not really. It was mostly just like friends and, and other buddies. But obviously, they want to come on to talk about, like, they want to show their game, right? Obviously. But like, we're going to. We're going, to, we're going to make sure they have to answer the hard questions, right? We're going to be we're going to be grilling them on pay to win. We're going to be grilling them on the uncomfortable things that I'm sure they don't want to talk about. But we can yeah. make it like, like their we can make it kind of like their connections yeah. to the North Korean regime. All right. Yeah, we can we can we can draw some connections, but we can make it fun. We can make it like we can talk about the the update to Rift that they want to talk about, obviously, and just maybe like try to get their you know I guess a developer perspective at like MMOs in 2018 and MMORPGs in 2018 and like what players want and what they think they want stuff like that. Maybe get a cool inside look at it that way. Sure. But I'm gonna email them back and tell them that yeah, you know, we'd have them on for a show. It could be pretty cool. Do it like the whole show or like a segment? What's a... It might be a set. I, I, I'll, I'll email back and we'll find out. Okay, sounds cool. All right, and with that, let's let's take us to the weekly raid. Today's actually a really interesting one, actually. Yeah, I, I found that interesting. Okay, so the question I asked is, how much have you spent on Steam? And we're all familiar with Steam. It's like the preeminent PC gaming marketplace and uh for a long time since i think the service came out you could go to your payment history excuse me and then you could see everything you spent money on but you know it's multiple pages for some people like me i never really bothered to add it up or anything but uh with the new gdpr all these companies are being forced to have one page where they show you everything all the shit you know you know all the information they have on you from chat logs they have saved to like your all your every computer you've ever logged into steam you can see on one page now like the name of every computer, and all that stuff. And one of the things you can see, obviously, is how much you've spent. Uh, so I do want to drop this link, and I want you guys, uh, if you are willing and able and want to, to share with us in chat what your number comes up as. Um, so for me, uh, it was 2,119, which is actually is a lot more uh, than I thought it would be for me. And I've been using Steam since 2006, you know, I guess, whenever it came out. Um so yeah, that's a big number, Mark. What's your number? Uh, I share my number as well. I dropped the link for it. It's not it's not as high as yours, but again, it is a little higher than I thought it would be. I'm saying about fourteen fifty myself. Oh wow, yeah, it's a lot less than mine. Not, not, not like a quarter. And what's remarkable actually is uh, I actually shared this link with a few buddies on on both the Amos Discord and another Discord I'm in, just to see where everybody else kind of stood. And I thought it was pretty fascinating, just where the numbers are. Uh, you know, were basically all around. And what I found is most of my friends. Have spent anywhere between fourteen hundred to basically nineteen hundred. That seems to be a sweet spot for a lot of my friends. Like at least, like I've seen at least ten people in that range. A couple of my friends came out really low, like three hundred to five hundred, and I had one of my buddies uh, come out with an unbelievably big number, like the biggest of my group. I-, I dropped the link as well. So one of my buddies spent seven thousand seven hundred dollars on Steam. Wow, which is which is pretty crazy considering almost everybody else I know universally spent like fifteen hundred. To like 2k that seems to be the sweet spot for most of my buddies but yeah people it, i actually think it's really cool that you can find this all in one spot now 
Yeah, and, and guys, that is a legit link. You can tell if you have uh, Chrome or Firefox on the top left, it says like, you know, Belve. Uh, yeah. So it's a, it's a real link. I wouldn't send you a keylogger. Yeah. This is a, this is a, there, were, there were always third-party websites that tried to like value like how much money you spent on Steam and stuff, but this is actually a look at uh, how much money was directly spent on the Steam platform. And it's done through Valve, so you, you know it's legit. You can just log into your own Steam account, go to your account profile, and find it there as well. But the link we gave in the in the chat earlier was a direct link. And don't forget, guys, this this is, like Omar said, there have been services that kind of value your library. This is not that. This is how much you've spent. But it does include both uh, credit card spending and also Steam wallet funds you spent. So, for example, uh, a lot of my money actually came from, I would sell items in Dota, right? Mm -hmm. like, like $100 items, and then use that money to buy games. So it is still cash I spent, so it's a fair number. But uh, you know, just do keep in mind that if you are a trader on uh, the marketplace and you are, you know, using the Steam wallet funds you accumulate that way, it will, you know, it will it will counter towards spending. Um, I dropped the link again for those curious. Uh, I thought it was really cool too, just sharing those numbers with everyone. I kind of wish it broke it down more between like how much you spent like in microtransactions in like Dota Two or CS:GO versus how much you spent on buying games and whatnot. Oh yeah, and Dewey Bear, you're totally right. It's very, you know, you have to always look at the URLs, like, uh, like this one also. You can tell when they're legit just by the way they look, when, and when you click on them, look again, obviously, because they could be spoofed there. Mm -hmm. Look again up there, and uh, like I said, a lot of new browsers will actually tell you the company uh, behind an HTTPS URL. Yeah, all the time. Curious, how did you get your spending down to store purchases, gift purchases, in-game purchases? Okay, like, so mine once, was, mine was a once like you that. click that first link and then you yeah. you run it, click my second link, the store.steampowered.com slash account. And when you click on that, you'll see uh, all that. Let's see if you can find it. Where's your second link, Altai? The... Okay, I see. I see, I see. No, no, that looks the same place. I just see external funds used. Why was that broken down as nicely as yours? Uh, Wacko uh, with a four thousand dollars spend. Right. I share it again. Do you see it now? Yeah, I'm on there. What do I do now? So you don't. You should just see it on the right, nope. top right. No, here. Uh, nope. That's what it looks like. I, I'll show it on. Uh, you guys can see the last two digits of my phone number. Aren't you excited? Ooh. Oh, and you can see my email. Uh, but I imagine a lot of people are. Um, have spent more than they thought they would have spent. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I definitely I definitely spent more than I thought I did. I did not think I was near 2K. So my Steam page doesn't display it the way yours does. Yours is pretty interesting that you can see it exactly you, by You uh, should be able to see thing. this. I don't know. I'm on the same, I'm on the same page as you. I don't know I what don't you're doing. Only 2,100, guys. Only 2,100. 7-O-Matic so, at 3.6K. Who's the winner? Who's the winner in chat? Are we... Uh, I think well, we got 4,100 with Zerogix and Wacko is about the same as well. All right. I don't well, think anyone beats my friend 7K just yet. If anyone beats 7K, post it. All right. We, I will give you a new $1 Steam game if you for the record beater, okay? That's, that's your uh, reward for spending lots of money. And on a somewhat related note, there's also, you, I'm sure you've heard, this is a steamtime.info. What they do is they calculate how much time you spent on basically um, all the Steam games combined and just adds up how many. But you, all this information is public to you anyway on your Steam page. But this adds up for you. So I'm curious what your number is for uh, wasted hours on Steam. Okay. Mine's actually not that high. I'm surprised how short mine is. How small well, mine let's is. Let's find out. Uh, let me log in. Boop, boop, boop. I'm at 3,100 hours. You can just type in your, your ID as well. I just have to remove the oh, it shows up. 6,000 hours. 6,200. That's not bad. I'm only at 3,100. 
3,100. Oh, because you know why? I did Dota, you did League, and League is off Steam. Yeah, League is off. A lot of my time is off. And it's funny. Most of my friends who have, like, a crazy hours, almost all their time is spent on Dota 2 or CSGO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, our buddy ChickenMC, for example, has about 10,000 hours played on, on Dota 2. And I have another buddy that's up to, like, 5,000 hours spent on Dota 2. And I'm thinking to myself, holy shit, like, if you, do, if you were just working a $10 an hour job instead of playing Dota 2, you have, like, 50 grand, like, saved up. And like, I guess it's okay if you spent like all that time in Dota 2 and like you were really good. But like I feel like I spent a lot of time in Dota 2 and I still suck at Dota 2, you know? So it's like yeah. all that time spent and I still suck. Yeah, it, it is interesting. And actually, uh, I did want to talk a little bit more about Steam. But this is more relevant, guys. Um, I'm sure if you guys post your hours, a lot of you will have um, thousands as well. And this segues nicely into a story that came out this week. Uh, the World Health Organization has officially classified gaming disorder as, ment- as a mental health condition. Whoa. So how do you feel about this? There was a little talk about it a few months ago. Uh, Joshies, thank you for the sub. Two months thank you, Joshies. So who here is uh, a video game addict? And who uh, here agrees with the uh, World, World Health Organization that this should be a, right. a mental disorder? What do they qualify as video game addict? How much time do they spend to be a video game like, What is the What constitutes a video game addict? Well, they actually describe it. Uh, let me find this. There was three criteria. Uh, it was, how mu- does it affect your uh, real life? Like, do you do you play games instead of taking care of your real life obligations? That's important. Yeah. yeah. So let me, let me okay. So let me try to find the actual causes here. Because I'm curious if they, if they have a number for how long. Okay, I think um, I think their number was 20 hours actually. From what I've there's a 20 hours a week considers you an addict, I think. There you go. So I, I think a lot of us are definitely are addicts. All right. All right. The school. Uh, yeah. They, they consider people that play 20 hours a week a video game addict, which seems pretty um, pretty ridiculous considering I think most of us. I mean, I, I spend more than 20 hours a week playing games. Uh, I don't consider myself an addict. You're an addict. Am I an addict? Yes. And uh, here, here's what the, I find the actual criteria. Okay. So here's the three criteria. One is that the gaming behavior takes precedence over other activities to the extent that other activities are taken to the periphery. The second feature is, quote, impaired control of these behaviors. Even when the negative consequences occur, this behavior continues or escalates. Uh, persistent or recurrent behavior patterns of sufficient severity. So number, number three, third feature is that the condition leads to significant distress and impairment in personal, family, social, educational, or occupational functioning. I think it's that third one that proves this is real. I know a lot of people, uh, I won't say any names here, but they, you know, they, they kind of complain about looking for jobs and stuff. They can't find a job, but they're always on games. If they put like 10% of the effort they put, you know, in, uh, in education or reskilling that they put into gaming, they'd get a job, you know? So I think that the third one is clearly uh, the, the money shot. Yeah, for sure. For sure, but I think just hours spent alone, I don't think is, is, the, is a fair estimate. Hours, there are many functions. Hours is not a is not even on this list. Yeah. Okay. Be, yeah, because just like with drinking, somebody could drink more than someone else, but someone else could be a problem drinker. Uh, it's about fair. controlling uh, it and not letting it control you. I mean, look at those numbers. Too. Like twenty hours are like rookie numbers. You know, you spent twenty hours a week playing games. That's like you're 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 a casual in my eyes. All right. <laughs> when I play when I play Final Fantasy fourteen and I was raiding with the new tiers. I mean, if you're not playing eight hours a day, like you, you're a casual. And eight hours a day, you know, for a week is going to be like, uh, like 72 hours. I can't do math. It's actually 56 hours. <laughs> math is hard. But yeah, so th- th- those are rookie numbers. Otherwise, and I was when I was playing League, 
it wasn't like anyone that's played League or Dota or even like an MMORPG hardcore or like pretty consistently. Like playing eight hours a day was not unusual, mm-hmm. even at like at our age. You know, it it was like what's the point of playing one rank game of League? What's the point? Like, you don't play one rank game. Like what are you doing? It's like it's like opening a box of uh, Oreos and eating one Oreo. Has is there anyone out there that has eaten one Oreo? No, if you buy a box of Oreos, you're gonna look. I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not a big guy. I'm, I'm not, you know, overweight or anything. But like when I when I buy a box of Oreos, you eat minimum one entire roll of Oreos. You eat like one third of the box. You don't eat one Oreo. It's like opening M and M's and eating one M M&M. and M. It's unheard of. You know, why play one run of League? Why play one run of Overwatch? You play, you know, you, you got to get your fill. Yeah. So why drink, you know, one one beer? You got you got to get your fill. You know. Yeah. There you go. But uh, entire bag of Oreos. Yeah, me too, big. Do you remember? Here's another thing. Uh, for the for the first one here, do you remember when we were younger? Like uh, the addiction level we had for stuff like EverQuest. Like I remember when I oh, yeah. we wake up at like six a.m. and we bolt to the computer. We would neglect food, you know, showering, sleep, uh, just to play longer. So that's that's oh, another sure. sign of addiction. If you just play, even if you play eight hours a day, you know, if you wake up, do what you got to do, play, and then go to sleep, that's fine. That's you're not an addict. But if 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 you don't want to shower because you're afraid to get off for that 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 ten minutes, right? That's a sign mm-hmm. of addiction, I think. I think that there's about there are 250 treatment centers for uh, for addiction in, in China for for internet addiction, which is go. pretty crazy. I know we watched a documentary as well on uh, addicted teenagers in China, which are pretty pretty astounding. Some of these videos. So, are we in agreement then? This is a real thing. Is anyone out there not agreeing? I'd, I'd like actually, I'd like um, a good. Uh, perspective from someone who doesn't think it's a disorder i mean any anytime something is interfering with your with your real life and your responsibilities i i think it's pretty unambiguous that that becomes some kind of disorder or a problem some kind of mental issue also and that goes gambling is the same thing you know if, yeah. if you're gambling to a degree where it's impeding your other like functions yeah it's a problem and actually i would i would say a lot of it is self-diagnosable so for example let's say you're okay with just not working you're like you know what i don't want to work i want to sit here Play my games, you know, 200 bucks a month on food stamps is good enough for me. Then you, I don't think you're addicted, even if you do it 12. That's a rational, that's a choice you made, right? Yeah. But but if you're the kind of person who's sitting there like, oh my god, this is, I feel so bad. I want to you know do X Y Z, but I can't. I'm just sitting here. All right, time to play some games. Then then you then you're the addict, okay? Even if you might be in the same situation as someone else, but that person is at least self-aware and is doing it willingly, right? Where you're kind of like yeah. trapped and going crazy. Also, cash for the the twenty hour figure was from a BBC uh, coverage of that, right? Where they 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 looked at some teenagers in Scotland, and they said they were playing, they were addicted because they were playing twenty hours or more a week, along with other things. So I don't think they meant the twenty hour number as a firm number for the reason for being addicted. That was like an example given for these specific teenagers in Scotland. So it was that along with you know getting in the way of other functions. For them, it'd probably be their homework or their responsibilities. But I don't think you could put just a number on it because that I agree. Just if you arbitrarily take, take one number, and if everything else is functioning, I don't think any number can be like a problem number. Uh, and uh, Rage Gamer says, "Do you feel that way about drug addict who doesn't do anything illegal other than use a drug?" There are, in fact, I think there are millions of um, functional drug addicts. Um, so that's fine. Uh, actually, a lot of people are functioning addicts to caffeine. They, they get headaches. They can't. They're groggy. They're mean. They're they can't work well without coffee. Uh, it's only a problem is if it affects like their you know the rest of their, their world. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of video games today, even like MapleStory says, like you've been mapling for three hours, you should take a break. You know, a lot of games do that, so a lot of games give you a heads up on it. I know in South Korea and China, if you're below 18 for minors, 
you only have to play like X amount of hours per day. There's like pretty heavily heavy government regulation on how long you can play. But like, you just literally cannot play after a certain amount of time. Though for adults, obviously there's no restriction. But they do monitor children that way because I guess they figure the parents aren't gonna, you know, parents are too busy with work. So it's up to the government for them in those countries to, I guess, regulate how long they can watch or play. Yeah, I, okay, so I think we had this discussion several times, but just to uh, ask again, do you think America or the West and uh, Europe should uh, adopt similar measures that we, we're seeing in East Asia now, where they restrict playtime, especially for minors? Whew, obviously, it's a tough one. I, I still think it's, it's parental responsibility. But if you look at, um, I think Alta and I were at, were at a buffet earlier today. And uh, I, I remember just seeing, uh, like, when I was going to get a plate of food, that there was a kid watching a video on YouTube. And it was one of those, like, uh, Elsa Gate videos. And uh, if you're not familiar with that term, if you Google Elsa Gate, there's a whole red, a subreddit for it. But they're basically these algorithmically generated YouTube videos with just really weird colors and really bizarre videos. And like our, there's, like, tens of thousands of them. And they're just basically these nonsensical videos of just colors and, 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 like, some singing and dancing. And this kid was just mesmerized by these colors on his screen. And he was just watching it nonstop. And like the parents were talking while this kid was just, just staring at this video. It, it kind of shows like to a degree, like parents will put like games in front of kids just to, like make them shut up for mm -hmm. hours on end. And I don't think it would be unusual to, like at home, a parent like coming home from work, like and letting his kid play like a mobile game all day, like nonstop, literally all day. So like there, there was actually a case, um, I think the BBC, they covered it saying there was a, a Fortnite, like, a nine-year-old girl was, uh, was taking the treatment for gaming addiction for playing Fortnite too much. I think she she peed herself like multiple times willingly instead of getting up to go to the bathroom to play Fortnite. Wow. So like, yeah. and, and the parents are clearly not following her, you know, because they're just, they just wanna, you know, I guess kick back and watch TV after they get home from work. That's insane. You know what, as, as addicted as we were as kids, I never peed myself. Same. So I could you, 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 hold on, hold on. I'll tell you he's peed in the, he has peed in a cup. All right, I'll tell you he's literally, not a cup. It was I'll, a, okay, one of those gallon I'll, waters, empty gallon water. I'll tie a piss jar. Okay, so I think that, that that's no, not as bad as peeing yourself. A piss jar does not count as peeing yourself. Okay, you also weren't nine, all right? So as a nine-year-old, also, you were a guy. This was a nine-year-old girl. It's a little bit harder for a nine-year-old girl to have a piss jar, okay? You have to aim. It's more logistics, you know? It becomes, you need, it's, it's a feat of engineering for a girl to use a piss jar. This is true. This is true. All right. Rage Gamer says piss jars are A-OK. Okay, on another note, okay? Do you consider like if somebody's applying? Okay, you're you're a guild leader for uh, Eve Online, let's say. Okay, somebody's applying to join your fleet. You have two identical candidates, but one says he uses piss jars. Would you take him over the other guy? Yes, yes. That shows a level of dedication to, the, to the cause. All right. The piss jar is actually it goes on the top of the resume, right, boys? <laughs> a shit jar. <laughs> I think they call, they call those diapers. They call those diapers, dude. <laughs> a piss jar is just a diaper, boys. Hey, this story is. Uh, looks like the girl was um. The girl had an Xbox One and she was playing Fortnite and she became addicted to the game and it was affecting her life. Um, Insane. Insane. And the girl kept falling asleep in class and her grades were slipping because she would just literally be playing uh, Fortnite all the time. That's actually pretty pretty remarkable. Leads to urine-soaked pillows and aggressiveness. All right? I'm actually really curious to see uh, the next Super Data report. It should be out on Sunday. This Sunday, 24th. Mm -hmm. And I, want, I really want to see how much money... Fortnite has made um, in the last month, and uh, just recently they announced uh, they released it for for Switch, right? Fortnite. Yeah. And apparently it's already got two million subs, or not subs, excuse me, players for downloads. 
Goobix says, I would take the piss jar guy 100%. If he pisses himself, 150%. So pissing yourself is a bonus compared to... That That really shows dedication to a degree. Well, back but, to yeah. Steam real quick. I do want to do mm -hmm. one more thing. So uh, I did write in the weekly a little bit more about Steam here and how it's changed over the years. Uh, and there's a new beta UI actually in the works. And I was wondering... See, uh, I read last week that they are, are discontinuing support for Windows XP and Windows Vista. And the reason they gave was... Um, they're using some new, you know, technical stuff that doesn't support those uh, old OSs. Yeah. I was wondering what what that means. What what are they what are they changing? And now we know they're basically making a new UI, and it's going to look a lot more like Discord. So here's a screenshot of the new UI, and as you can see, it looks uh looks a lot like Discord, eh? Definitely. I mean, no no surprise there. I mean, Discord's working, so just copy it, right? Why not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's interesting. It's fun. Looks fun. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I will ever see. Um, I don't think I'm going to see Steam like replacing Discord yet. I mean, it, it, had they done this kind of UI, yes. had they built this into Steam before Discord, it would have been awesome. Like, I think Discord could have been. Uh, I mean, Steam could have been Discord, but they're playing catch up now. They're playing copycat. I mean, some people do use Steam to talk to each other, but I just feel like Discord is so cemented now as like the place to talk to people. I, I use Discord vastly more than I use social media now. Like, Discord is my social media. I use Discord for for chat and for everything. I don't use only time I use Twitter is to read things. I don't post anything on Facebook anymore either. So this is basically uh, Steam. Once in a blue moon, I'll use the message somebody if they're not on Discord. It's the only time I'll really use Steam Messenger. I still have like a group of friends that are that are have not migrated to Discord. So maybe for that group, this will be um, this will be the way I communicate with them. So I think it will serve mm -hmm. its purpose. Uh, and even if it doesn't completely replace Discord. They have to do it just to keep in, just to have a functioning chat system. Like, how dated does the uh, current Steam chat feel? It's like straight out of like the AOL Instant Messenger days, right? Mm hmm. Looks but, nice, though. Yeah. Steam is, uh, they're, play, they're always they're playing catch up, though. They've been playing catch up with, with, uh, with streaming as well. I know Twitter, uh, Steam has its own uh, built in streaming platform thing to watch your friends play, but it's never going to touch, uh, Twitch or even like Hitbox or any of those other other sites either. Just Twitch is king and Steam is playing catch up. Despite having all the advantages, I feel like Steam could have been the platform for for streaming had they jumped on the bandwagon before Twitch and all these other companies. Oh yeah, uh, mm -hmm. and I have a question for everyone out there too. Uh, do you guys think Steam will still be king in the next five ten years? Uh, it's got a lot more competition now. We see. Um, Destiny Two and Call of Duty are leaving. Activision Blizzard is putting those on. Blizzard, uh, Battle.net. Uh, EA has Origin. Ubisoft has UPlay. Uh, so, what do you guys think? Is it gonna is it gonna go down or is it gonna stay king? What's gonna happen here? I don't know. It, it has more real competition now than ever before, so it's it's gonna be rough. I think it'll still be big, and it'll probably still keep growing, but it's gonna, as a percent of the market, I think it will shrink. But it'll still be it'll still be huge, I think. And um, with our with the we discussed how long you know we showed up we we shared a screenshot for how long we've played games on Steam too. Uh, it, it's weird because like the games that you play a lot, obviously games like League and Dota and MOBAs, but I looked at my Final Fantasy XIV playtime and I'm currently at 77 days and 15 hours on wow. my character, which is you know it, it's not bad. I, I've had more on World of Warcraft back in the day, but like that that translates to about 1850 hours. That's like more than half the time I spent on all of the Steam games combined. Like I'm 3100 hours on Steam for everything on there, but for Final Fantasy XIV alone, I'm at 1850 hours. Kind of shows you how much of a time sink MMORPGs really are. And because I guess a lot of people don't always play more PDs on, on on Steam, their numbers can be pretty pretty low. If I can include my if I can include my World of Warcraft numbers, 
and my Final Fantasy XIV numbers and my MapleStory numbers, I'd be really interested to see like how much time I spent gaming. Like I'm like, I'm curious like what percent of my life has been spent playing video games. Like if there was, it'd be great to see it if, if there was possible. It's not though because the time we spent playing Ultima Online these games before Steam and these shutdown games now, it's you know it's impossible to track how long you've been playing them. But like it'd be really cool to compare like how many hours you spent of your life playing video games. Yeah, I think it's, that is always surprising and. It's funny. It's always so. When, while you're doing it, it's like so obvious, right? Like it's no big deal. No. When you look back, like five thousand hours is like a PhD course, you know, like program, yeah. you know, like uh, you know. So imagine all the schooling you get, uh, you know, year. You probably play as much games as schooling, right? As a kid. Well, at least. Yeah. So it's it's a crazy um, it's a crazy amount of time. And not just that. Again, my buddy Chicken MC, and he publicly, I can see in his profile, he spends about ten thousand hours playing Dota Two. Like, imagine you were working for ten dollars an hour instead of playing Dota Two. Like, just that one game, that's a hundred thousand dollars. That's like a larger sum of money than like most people see in their lifetime. You know, like in the world, right? Because like, most people don't live. You know, people that develop the world probably see more than that. But comparing everywhere else in the world, you know, Asia and whatnot, a hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money. I think the lifetime earnings of the average like American. Which is one of the was one of the wealthiest countries in the world. It's like two million dollars or something. Lifetime earnings, and here's a hundred thousand dollars worth of time spent playing Dota two. And for most people that play Dota two for ten thousand hours, they're not going to be professional. They're not going to be making a streaming career or anything either. So it's amazing how much of our time and life we sink into video games, which I, I don't regret it either because you know, uh, I mean, it is what it you is. Joy, obviously, it is what yeah. And plus, we we've been fortunate enough to you know to run emohot.com and emos.com and and we have made a career out of it, but I mean, most people don't. But even if I didn't. I don't think I would regret that. The time I spent playing these games is, you know, yeah. I mean, this is this is this, this is my way. main hobby. Before, if you're not playing games, you're watching TV or something. So it's not like it's not like you're solving cancer just because you're not playing games. All right. So exactly. Yeah, that's fair. Because yeah, if yeah. you are, it's not like you're going to be working for ten dollars an hour or anywhere. Instead, you'd be instead of doing this, you'd be doing some other bullshit that's a waste of time. Yeah, you know? exactly. And if anything, arguably, gaming is a is, is a better waste of time. I think the social element of games, especially in more PGs, it can you really can't underdo it. I mean. Yes, gaming is kind of associated with being like lonely and like possibly some depressive stuff. But I think I think online gaming is generally good for people, even with the toxicity. I love this straight hydration bot. Did you see this? Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> is that a real bot? I don't real... know. I don't know what that is, but it's funny. I actually I like thought it was someone making a joke about um, not streaming too long. Like you know, like, like an April story message where it says you've been playing yeah. for one hour, time to take a break. But apparently it was a hydration bot. I like it. That remind me to take a drink as well. All right. Well, with that, guys. Uh, so I think we all seem to be still pretty optimistic about Steam. Uh, so it's here to stay. Keep keep plugging away hours at it. What's next? Uh, let me see. Somebody asked for the Steam time. Uh, I'll go ahead and share that real quick. Uh, if you guys want to see how much time he spent on Steam, you can look it up over there as well. Mine's only 3100 there. But yeah, let's, let, let's move on a bit to other MMORPG news and other fun stuff to cover this week. Uh, worth mentioning, a bit of an oddball announcement came this week. came as a surprise. I put the news article for it up earlier. Um, Eloa is relaunching. I don't know if you remember what Eloa is, Altai. Do, do, you, do you remember? Uh, that's the game that had the whole controversy and fight between the two companies publishing it under different names, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it, it was a pretty spicy controversy. So what happened was... Um, it was called in spirit, in spirit online and what's really bizarre is like the, the korean developer that made this game right so the in spirit online launched in america they advertised they had a player base it was after like a few months and then the korean developer that actually made the game is like holy shit what the hell is going on 
this company in America launched our game without a permission, that they're literally running a private server for our game. And then they launched their own version called uh, Eloa to compete with the private server. And I think they took they eventually took down with copyright claims the private server. So the developer itself ran Eloa for a while. But the game never really did too well. Uh, it shut down. And at one point, it relaunched through WebZen. So it, it, it was available as, as a private server. Then it launched through the Korean developer. And then it launched through WebZen. And it shut down there as well. And now Play With Interactive, the guys best known for Rohan Online and Seal Online, two relatively obscure games that have been Quality around for a title. Long. Quality titles. Quality titles. I mean, maybe. Uh, they're both really old. But th this company decided to, to relaunch it, and they're calling it um, Warlord's Awakening. Can you think of a more generic name than that, Warlord's Awakening? Do you I don't know. It just seems very, like, lame. I think they're copying the WoW. They're trying to go with the WoW uh, naming. But but this is like an anime-looking game. It's like a cartoon. It's like these bright colors. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a lame name. Uh, Eloa was better than that. Yeah, but Eloa is a pretty shitty acronym, too. Eloa was an acronym for Elite Lord of Alliance. Like, that's like, that, that, that comes like <laughs> a fourth four random like, words. <laughs> Yeah, Forrest Bader pulls up like four letters that he really likes and like tries to make something that sounds cool. Like, guys, what if we name it Elite Lord of Alliance? These are just really cool words. You put them together, you know, you got a game name, right? So I don't know. Maybe one of the reasons this game has always failed is because it has really shitty names. But uh, but what's really what's even more bizarre is um, when they made the announcement that this this game was coming, there's a Steam page up for the game already. I think it's linked on uh linked on there somewhere. Game Steam page at the bottom. They make no mention of Eloa actually at all. Like literally, like, let me see if we can find it. Um, yeah, if you control F Eloa, like, you you won't find anything on the Steam page. I'm trying to find it. Let's see. Yeah, it's just one out of four. But I'm, not, I'm not finding anything on here. So it's it's really weird. This is actually Eloa though, but they make no mention of Eloa, and they actually call themselves a new MMORPG. Because what's really bizarre about this is um, massively OP and a few other MMO websites that covered this news, they kind of covered it incorrectly. They're like, oh, play with interactive logic, a brand new MMORPG, Warlords Awakening. I look at the trailer, and within three seconds, like, what the fuck? This is not this is not a new MMORPG. This is a, this is just this is literally just Eloa, but with a different name. So we, we, we got the coverage right. We got the percept. Look, this is the MMOs.com, MMO Hot Eye of playing shitty MMORPGs for a long time. All right, I, I have played through so many of these Duker games. Obviously, I have not made it to the end game in most of these games, but I've played at least like four or five hours of a lot of these mid-tier, low-tier games that no one's ever heard of. So when I see a trailer for a game, it rings, you know, it rings the bell if I've played it before with a different name or not. Can we please have a petition for Steam to uh, list the release date as the first time the game came out anywhere in the world? And then maybe yes. below that, they can have a Steam release date? Because it's so annoying that this game is going to be a 2018 release date, even though, like you said, it's not a 2018 game. It's been available in Korea and America in the past, uh, you know, years ago. So I, I always find that annoying that they don't actually have the real uh, release. This is by no means a 2018 release. What's, what's even more bizarre is actually look at the game's tags. Single player, online multiplayer, co-op, online co-op. There's no way this game has offline co-op. What are they smoking? It's an MMO. There's no, there is no single player. There is no, you know, there's no offline co-op either. Did they, I think I think the Korean developers that put this page up, hmm, how do we get the most exposure? Let's just check every single category. Yes, sir. Good idea. Check single player. Check online multiplayer. Check MMO. Check co-op. Come on. Come on. It's none of those things, guys. It's none of those things. It's literally just an MMO, all right? I, I they're just a, lying. Okay, they used to have a single player tag, too. Is it still there or did they remove it? Yeah, it, it's still there. It's still a single okay, player so game. I'm on, the, I'm on the official um, for, uh, discussion page. And somebody asks, why is single player in the chat? Can I play offline, too? How does it work? And then the actual developers responded and were, look Ooh. at this. And here's what, what they have to say. say. 
The game tag single player simply refers to being played by one person on one machine. What? No. <laughs> <laughs> that is the best definition of single player I've ever heard. One player, one machine, it's single player. Guys, literally every single game is single player <laughs> by, by that logic. Guys, World of Warcraft is a single player game. Did you guys know that? It's single player. I love this. But this Battlefield is, One is a single player game. This right? is like this is like the logic. You can't you can't beat this. It's single, <laughs> one person playing. They're not wrong. Not right? wrong. It is one machine, one person. All right. It's like an RPG is a role playing game. You know. I guess you can role play as a counter terrorist in CS, right? I love this guy. This... That's actually genius. Can I up arrow? Guy. Is it like up arrow or anything on on uh? No, all right. This 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 All developer right. is God mode. Okay, this is this is worth putting a news article on Moose.com. Like today, I learned single. I'll put this on Reddit. Like today, I learned single player means one machine. One <laughs> but yeah, uh, they're going with the plug as many tags as they can. Yeah, they're just plugging everything. So, do you think this game is a chance, Altai? No, no. Just a firm no. Firm no. If if they what might the? they might show some kind of founders pack, uh, grab some money, but uh. Besides that, I don't. I don't think so. Uh, I. I. This game is. I, I remember the gameplay of uh, Elo was at least like somewhat different. So it was cool about this game, like the one, the, the, the special sauce, if you will, right? It wasn't too special, but what it did have was um, <laughs> every class has like three different like play styles, so, like three different weapons. So they each get three different like set of skills, which make each 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 like of the three abilities you can switch at will plays radically differently. So that was kind of cool. No other no other like action and more PG had that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it's got some something going on for it, uh, but I, I'm basing my uh, opinion on the fact that it's already failed twice. Uh, it does have the Steam push behind it now, yeah. Uh, so I think people, if it's free, without any you know gimmick yeah. buy to play, there will be thousands of people online day one, um, yeah. regardless of how you know good or bad it is. But mm-hmm. I, I I don't know if it's gonna be able to hold those players. Level f- oh, level forty level cap. Oof, it's not very good. I'm not saying low level. It doesn't matter how it depends, it depends how fast you level. You know, it doesn't really say anything. True. Founders package price will not differ from early access and full launch. All new packages will be added for full launch afterwards. Yeah, we'll, we'll so see. It's how, to play? Game, no, there will be founders packs. Oh, there will be okay. founders packs. Okay. The the game is launching in July into early access and later in summer for a full as an early access release. That's the information we have about this game so far. It is bizarre to see yet another game relaunch, but it's just really misleading for them to not to use the word Eloa either. Because I know Elo- people did like there are people out there that liked Eloa, and they're not like they have to find this game again because the name is different. Right, well, I look forward to trying it on Steam in yeah. July, so I will. You guys can see um, what it looks like. It was somewhat actiony, if I remember correctly. Uh, Regalia. I haven't played for a while, so I kind of forgot. But if I remember correctly, it was definitely like actiony. But again, it's 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 been some time. And actually, I remember I did um I did a video for LLM, like a really really good video. Let me see if we can find it. It was like uh, I think I put his in spirit. This this is well worth sharing. This is one of the this is one of the MOS.com gems of a video. All right. I want to play some good single player games like Nino Kuni, um, uh, and uh, LLM. So look at the, look at this quality single player game, boys. Look, look at these boob physics in this game. All right, this is the character creator when your character's not even moving. Just no, no need for audio. Just show the the video. All right, their boobs can't just can't stand still, boys. They can't stand still. They got a mind of their own. <laughs> at least it's not the generic uh, a Korean MRPG character creator with the humans. This True. A little a little different. But, but but like she's blue. That that that's generally it, you know. Oh, she got big ears. She's a, she's a blue elf. 
I do think uh, the best boop physics of any MMO I've ever seen. It's worth sharing. I'm sure we've shared it before. Just show this for 10 seconds. The intro of this video. This was my first look for Savage Hunt. Best oh, boop physics 2018. God. Have you ever seen something remotely this good, guys? Anyone in the chat? Look at the quality of this video. All right. Just unbelievable. This is this is 2018 technology at work, boys. All right. This is this is gaming. This is modern. This is the peak of modern gaming. You may not like it, guys, but this is peak peak gaming right here. The, the funny part right? is the background looks pretty nice. Like the wall on the right, the wagons on the left there. Yeah, yeah. It looks nice. I don't know. This is probably. Oh, I think we had a discussion about how much freedom you want to give players and the player creator. Yeah. And this is the problem with giving a little too much freedom. Like the actual Wait, world. Why, looks why nice. is it, why is the problem? You look like you're bugged, like just like polygons, like you know. You look like a visual I'll bug. I'll die. All bodies are beautiful. This is twenty. <laughs> this is twenty eighteen. You can't. You you can't have these opinions. You can't have. The, you gotta be locked up for hate crimes. You look. You make your character the way you want, and I'll make my character the way I want. Who are you to tell me how I ought to look, huh? Because I don't, I don't prescribe to your standards of beauty. All right, Altai. <laughs> it just doesn't fit. It just looks. Uh, you know, like uh, when was the last game that this happened? I think my Mario Perfect World had something really ridiculous too. It did, but I remember like those old games like Mario 64, where from a certain angle, like the, the polygon would stretch. Mm -hmm. You know, like it kind of looks like that. Wait for your boobs. Uh, I, I still don't see the problem. Give players the freedom to make their characters as wonky as they want, and I think it's a okay. Uh, you will always have some players looking like this, but you know, most people don't do that. You know, most people like look at Perfect World. The game is like really crazy, like as crazy as this, if not crazier. Character customization. And most people look normal. The people that you see that look really retarded are, are playing the game for like a day and they quit. Yeah. So yeah, most people true. don't look stupid anyway. Well, can I just say, this Ratman looks the most swole Ratman from any game I've ever seen. Usually wow. Ratman are like these like, like uh, sneaky, like roguelike characters, you know? They're thin and long <laughs> with the tails. Uh, the Cool Core, thank you for the 100 bits. Thank you, The Cool Core. Much appreciated, fam. Does anyone does anyone see this? Look at this Ratman. Dude, that's pretty serious business. They're actually, Apurian uh, grave robbers—they're not rat men. Oh, and did, you, did you just assume that rat's gender? Oh, come on! This is two strikes now. All right, <laughs> all bodies are beautiful and never assume genders. All right. This is an insane rat. Yeah. But uh, I am all for like crazy character customization, and, and the more like come to think of one of the reasons I really liked FF14 was just the level of depth. You can customize your character. It wasn't nearly as good as like some of the options of Black Desert or Perfect World, but just the detail on your character, the character models themselves, and the appearance customization. I think for an MRP, for an MRPG where your avatar and the social elements are such a big part of the game, you need you need good quality. All right, boys, you need character customization and creation. And the the problem with the, this game had a lot of other issues than just appearance customization. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a fan of this. This this look you got going on. Uh, all right, I thought you just you're just a hater, right? My character's beautiful. All right. I got another interesting story. Kind of uh, kind of beating a dead horse here, but uh, it's Star Citizen huh? related. Ooh, let's hear it. All right. So apparently on um the, on the Reddit, a a longtime fan and defender of um Star Citizen has lost faith. He's lost faith more. He spent $4,500 over the years, and he's done. And it's actually quite interesting why he's done. So he's like, uh, he's kind of getting frustrated that he's not being 
the game is not being delivered from what it was promised. They keep adding features, mm-hmm. you know, making it an MMO. Yeah, feature creep and stuff. Feature creep. And he says he actually uh, suffers from multiple sclerosis. So mm-hmm. he says, every year my body degrades. So he's afraid that he won't be able to play the game by the time it eventually comes up out because they keep adding stuff to it. So mm-hmm. I, I never thought of that perspective. But can you imagine somebody in 2013 or whatever, uh, you know, supporting the game because he believes the timeline and this could be somebody with, you know, a, a condition, a health condition, that he literally cannot, won't live uh, long enough, you know, to, to enjoy yeah. the game if it takes 30 years to come out or whatever. So that, that's an interesting perspective I never really thought of. Uh, it's a real shame for him because he was, you know, he was a big supporter for many years. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's just, it's crazy. It's, look, we're still hoping they release something awesome. It's just, uh, I stopped following the development too much. I still stick by our MOS.com estimate for Star Citizen full release of 2072. They do keep adding new stuff to it, and it's it's just still so bizarre to see the game has a like has had numerous conventions. Like there's been like three or four conventions for the game. There's a monthly subscription for the game that doesn't even exist yet. It's got this whole like ecosystem around it for a product that's not even done yet, or even close. Like the Persistent Universe is is nothing yet. It's like a 40 man servers or something. But uh, it's it's something else. It's really the story of Star Citizen, whether it comes out or not, is going to be something epic for the. You know, it's going to be either this amazing thing in gaming where crowdfunding has led to like this amazing idea that big publishers couldn't do, which I don't think it's going to happen, or this humongous failure. One way or another, it will be it will, it will be big news when, uh, when when something happens with Star Citizen. And I know Derek Smart will have the biggest biggest boner when that happens, <laughs> but it should be exciting. And, and I, it's just, it, yeah. I love this guy's uh, post. So here's the Reddit thread. It's got th- apparently got like a you know a shit ton of comments. Um, so here's how he starts. I backed in 2012. I'm a gold ticket concierge a few times over. Okay, any any time your program has titles like this, it's a scam. Like whether it's like a multi level marketing, like I'm a gold elite platinum, like uh, concierge level six in my you know multi tiered system. You know, it's all it's you know you don't use terms like this like. Like, what is it? I don't even know what that means. Like, what? The only other, you know, times you see this kind of wording is like those Chinese browser games. You know, they get those tiers yeah. and stuff. Yeah. So that's a, it's a dead giveaway that it's something shady going on. Those terms alone are kind of sketchy. But then again, like, what really sealed the deal for me was that $27,000 bundle that came out recently. <laughs> that it was only, vi- like, it's so weird that it was only visible to players that spent $1,000 or more. Like, if you were a new player, you couldn't even see that yet. You know, you're not, you're not even privileged enough to see. The most the twenty seven thousand dollar bundle. You have to earn the the privilege of being able to buy the twenty seven thousand dollar bundle after you spent your first thousand. You know they didn't want, they didn't want to put that for sale until you spent your first thousand, which is such a bizarre tactic. It, it's such a it's insane. Wow, this is insane. Yeah, I I just want to read this. Uh, it's pretty funny. Right. No, it's it's not funny. It's sad actually. Right, okay. Let's hear it. Add on to all of that. I mean, I've got MS. My body gets a little worse with each passing year. So this is going back to a poll that a tiny portion of the community voted in and saying that their vote somehow means that uh, CIG has as long as they freaking want to build whatever game they want, even if it's not what like what I bought. Why the heck should the community be able to demand CIG pull a bait and switch on me? If I'd known this was going to be a plus year project, no, I wouldn't have backed it in 2012. I already knew I had MS and knew it would be getting a bit worse every year. And now, well, by the time this game actually comes out, if it, if it comes out in 2022 or whatever, I won't physically be able to play it, but Sitch won't give refunds. And if you actually send mail to the address listed in the EULA, uh, because their online refund system is actually just a poorly scripted mailbot that doesn't actually do anything, what you get is 
this. Okay, so let me see what this links to. See what we Retur see. Return to sender. <laughs> so <laughs> he, he tried to get a refund for his 4500 and they just, I guess he, they give you the runaround. Wow. That actually really sucks. Yeah. This, this guy's trying to reach out for a refund. I mean, if you get enough attention like that, you will get a refund. I know, like, uh, all the all the top-rated like, comments on, on, on SIG, on, on SIG's, uh, on, like, on the Star Citizen subreddit, they do get attention from the people that work there. So I'm sure this guy's going to be able to get a refund, which is good. But it, it'll be it'll be a sad day, though, if this if this flops. Because at a certain point, like, this money's being spent. Like, there won't be money for refunds at a certain point, you know? Like, they, they can afford to give refunds as long as new money's coming in to pay off some of the old refunds. But at a certain point, if the game flops, your money's gone. You know, the so, money will be spent towards development. What do we call a system where uh, new money is used, being used to pay back old money? It's called a Ponzi scheme. <laughs> there, there's a very specific terminology for that. Yeah. But it's clear because this money is being spent. I mean, they have they have these guys are development studios in London and in, in in Texas, I think in California as well. They have they have multiple offices with hundreds of employees, and they're being paid a salary. They you know they're spending money every year that 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 they will be never be available to, to for refunds in the future. So if this game flops or doesn't come out, there will be no recourse. So if you want, if if you're feeling kind of iffy on this game, the moment it's time to get a refund now if you're feeling iffy because if you wait till they actually say lol or like they give up, if you wait till they give up, there won't be any money for refunds. Very often, like when a big project gets canceled by a big company, you will get refunds on Steam and stuff because because that company makes money on other games. Star Citizen or, or Cloud Imperial Games is a, they have one product and all their money is being spent on, on on development. The money is going towards development and at a certain point, if the game flops, there won't be any money for refunds. So if you're feeling uneasy, get a refund now and just buy the game when it comes out. You know, yeah, it's, that's like, that's unless, unless you want to risk it and you're okay with risking it and you're going to lose it. Yeah. Then then fine. You can just wait. Yeah. So this thread is up to, what, 1,200 comments now? Um, maybe more by now. Uh, it's a good read, guys, if you are interested. And it is a, a perspective. You know, to me, this whole time, it's kind of been a joke, you know, this whole Star Citizen thing. But for, for this, you know, well, yeah. but but reading this guy's you know uh, story, he he actually wanted to play this game. He funded it in 2012, and he physically cannot play it because of his illness, because of the the, the, the trend that happened. Uh, so you know, it's a new perspective on this for me. Uh, it is really sad. Um, I hope I hope he gets his refund. And uh, I think I think you know, unless they want a lot of real bad publicity in the in the real like the big news sites, official news, like, not in the gaming news, but the mainstream news, they should refund this guy before it escalates from here. Because if this guy goes to like BBC or CNN, they will cover his story, right? And they'll be yeah. big, and then and then maybe the government will start investigating. So they should yeah. really refund this guy. So I'm actually looking at the Star Citizen separate, and it's actually really remarkable to me because I think for me and you and for most people who don't follow Star Citizen, it really is surprising to see just how much like stuff there is for Star Citizen. Like uh, there is so much discussion out there for like stuff that's not even in the game yet. People are like so eager to like. People are setting up their clans. They're divvying up the, the galaxy where they're going to control. People are saying, oh, man, I hope the leaks are wrong, but it looks like the new SCM-600i uh, cruiser has a only a top speed of 135M per second with afterburner speeds. Of, like, there are people are discussing the nitty-gritty details of a game where it's not even out yet, and, and these features are, are so irrelevant right now with where the game is, you know? It, yeah. It's, it's just... just there's, I'm surprised there's such a big ecosystem for this game when there's there's the, there's nothing out yet really. I mean, there's something out there, but it's not the the persistent universe. It's not the this big epic game that we we were promised from the get go. But people keep getting. I don't know. It's just really bizarre because stuff they keep releasing new new JPEGs, new new ships, and people are getting hype over it. Uh, I will defend them on a different story. Someone mentioned in chat, so it is worth covering. 
there was another controversy this week about Star Citizen, but on this one, mm. I'm giving them a total pass. Come on. So what? EVE Online uh, and Star Citizen fans trade barbs over spaceship design. So apparently they released another uh, JPEG ship. This one, I'm showing it to you right here on stream. Mm. So this, it's, I guess it's some kind of mining or hauling ship. It kind of clamps and carries crap. Uh, and they say it looks too much like uh, this EVE Online one. Mm. But I, I, who cares? All these all these ships look the same, you know, from all these different shows. Yeah, like, uh, I agree. How many ways can you design a clamper ship? You know, like uh, it's like saying like the bulldozers built by Caterpillar and the ones built by you know like Sam, you know Hyundai or whatever in Korea they look the same too because there's only one way to mill the bull. You, know, you got the big scooper, you know, you got the tracks. Uh, so if it's a functional ship for like clamping things, there's only so many ways to uh, design it. Um, yeah. So fair. Uh, was it inspired by this? Probably yes. Look how similar they are. You know. You know, who cares? Big deal. Mm-hmm. So this, to me, they get a total pass on this. I'm a very reasonable guy. I'm not just hating on Star Citizen to hate on them. That's fair. Yeah, I, I, I agree. You know, they look similar. There's only a few ways to do a ship, too. It wasn't complete copy-paste. Some of the looks were the same. It's whatever. Uh, you know what I love about sure. this, though? This this, this trap that Kotaku made. Uh, it's from Reddit, but uh, they posted it. So they uh, they show the name when it was revealed. Um, so it's a salvage ship. And they show the price of it. So in EVE Online... If you convert the ISK cost of the ship to dollars, it's, it costs uh, a quarter of a penny. <laughs> okay, the ship. Uh, in the Star Citizen, the same ship, costs $120. Holy. <laughs> it, it's so big. I still don't get it. I don't get it. I cannot understand why these $100, $1,000 ships exist in Star Citizen. You know, We make fun of Chinese games with $50,000 price tags for VIPs. And we make fun of that stuff. And like so many people make fun of Korean games and Chinese games for being pay-to-win garbage money grabs. Like it, it's such a common view by Western gamers. But we look at Star Citizen as like this this amazing game, and it could be this dream game. But hundred-dollar ship is, is considered cheap in Star. There are two thousand-dollar ships. There are, there are thousand-dollar ships in this game, like dozens of them. Like what how, what is going on? Like how is this how is this tolerated? People give EA shit for Battlefront two. At least at least with Battlefront two, you you got a product for sixty bucks. You got something, right? <laughs> Here they're 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 selling you you know two thousand dollars ships, twenty seven thousand dollars ship bundles, and no one bats an eye. Mm. It, it's really insane. Well, people it's... are batting eyes. Let's not let's be fair. We're batting. We're, we're, we're batting eyes. We're batting a lot of eyes. Uh, uh, I, I think it's funny. This voice. is funny. This ship stuff is funny. I agree. It's 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 not. But it's crazy because the, the the ship in Eve Online costs two like a quarter of a penny. Yeah. Because it, it it's reasonably priced. You know. Probably a shitty ship. That's why. But but yeah. In any case, at least you can fly the ship. I don't know if this one can even be flown yet. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking too with this uh, GDPR thing, slight uh, off topic here. I would like like some kind of third party verification for RNG. Have you, have you ever f- played like a game where like it goes back to that one mobile game I talked about two weeks ago? Uh, I I haven't played it uh, this week. I kind of gave up on it. But I, in that game, there's a way to like r- refresh the game store. Okay, maybe I can make this make more sense to you guys. Do you have a video? But, Idle Heroes is called. Yeah, yeah, that bullshit game. But like, like you know, Overwatch. They say your odds of getting um, like a legendary is one in eight, right? Per uh, per bag or something, right? So every eight bags or something, Blizzard says you'll get legendary. I would love for some kind of system to be like uh, like third party verified if those numbers are actually accurate. Are right? like the thing is, at least with I, with with you know Blizzard, I trust their numbers, right? If, if Blizzard says they're going to be a one in eight chance to get legendary, I'm going to believe it. Same for Hearthstone, right? Whatever the numbers, I, I believe them. They're a Western company. They're pretty huge. They're legit, right? But when you look at some Chinese games, like not just the mobile games, the PC games as well, right? You look at some of these games, and there's RNG systems, there's gotchas. 
in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking, are they just are they just lying about these numbers? Like, yes. Like they say it's like four percent, five percent, but there's no way that's true because uh, my buddy recommended I play this game you're seeing on the stream right now. I don't know why he he was playing. He's the guy that played ten thousand hours of Dota two, so he's really good at Dota two. So you know, I'm like, you know, I'll download this game. I played it for like two days and I stopped playing. But uh, this hold game up, has a hold up, hold up, before you move on. Him okay. being good at Dota two, made you value his mobile gaming suggestion more. Yes. Okay. I just wanted to make sure. Okay, go. He's like a seven K MMR player. Seven K MMR. That's like top. What? That's like top five hundred. What does that mean? Who cares? How's that related? Whatever. He's, whatever. Okay, he's, the point is, look, he's got some. Look, he's got some gamer skill. All right, I, I respect that. Okay. He got some gamer skill. Anyway, he tells me to play this game. I download it to give it a try. Right. So in this game, there's a rare resource. It's, it's, I don't know what it's called. It's like it's a purple. It's like a purple smoke. We'll call it. Okay. Purple smoke. You need purple smoke to upgrade your your heroes. Right. And every time you upgrade your hero to the next tier, it requires exponential amounts of purple smoke. So it requires 50, 100, 200, 400, 1,000, 2,000, something, right? It keeps going up. And the only way to get purple smoke is like you can get like 10 a day for doing some bullshit. But you can buy some of the store as well with in-game currency. But the, the store only refreshes every like every like three hours. You can see new items in the store. If you buy the purple smoke that's for sale there, you got to wait three hours for the, for the refresh to happen. Or you can use real life money to change the refresh. You get some free currency by playing the game, right? So I'm about to quit the game anyway. I'm curious to see, like, okay, let me just blow my money in the store to get all this purple smoke. So what happens is the purple smoke doesn't always appear in the store. There's like eight, eight items for sale, and it appears like sometimes, right? Not every single time you hit refresh, it's going to show up, right? So I hit refresh, it shows up. I hit refresh, it shows up. From my, from my experience, it shows up like 50% of the time, right? So after I buy it three times, I hit refresh again. It doesn't show up this, that time. Like, whatever, bad RNG. I click it again. And every time you click it, it costs money. But look, the game gives you free money. I, I never spent a penny on this game. I'm never gonna spend a penny on it. But I, like, I had like ten bucks worth of in-game money just from doing events and shit, right? So I'm spending all my money refreshing the store to see if more purple smoke goes up for sale. And what happens is I go through like 500 of my diamonds in game, and not once does purple smoke show up. Your your mic exploded, uh, sir. Is it me? Is it him? I can't hear you anymore. See, all right, Amar, Amar talked about mobile gaming for too long, so uh, so we, we cut his computer cut him off. Okay, it's like no mas, no more, no no more mobile talk. Okay, you're cut off. <laughs> yeah, there you go, guys. That's that, that's the problem when you play mobile games. You get cut off. All right, I I think we're back. I think we're yeah, back. You're back. You're back. But yeah, I, I'm convinced that the numbers are, are absolutely bullshit. And what they do, like, it's actually pretty astounding because I think with mobile gaming, especially, you could design a system that tracks player behavior, right? So think of a game like this, right? That, that, that are built on pay to win. It's built to milk money out of you, right? A game like this can be built from the ground up to basically, like, they, they, they will know for a fact when you, like, they'll know with 90% certainty when you spend, like, if you hit the refresh button in the shop to see new items, if you'll do it again based on what they present to you. Like they, they can figure out by studying player behavior what to show you and how to maximize profits for them. And that's why I don't think the RNG is accurate. I think the RNG is actually manipulated to, to, to get as much money out of you as possible. So I would love to see through GDPR maybe, that, that European privacy law, where these companies are, the, the RNG mechanics of these companies are kind of verified by a third party. It would be nice to see something like that because otherwise, it just it just seems mega sketch, and I'm never gonna spend money on this game anyway. This game, it, it's I, I had some pretty interesting things to say about it before you see other podcasts for it, but it's it's something else. Yeah, I think this is the future of gaming, though. To be honest, I said it before, but uh, I think 
our objective experience of games is going to end. So what I mean by that, okay, so imagine a game like this, uh, or or any game. The game is going to calibrate itself so that it's easy at the beginning, for uh, equally easy for everyone, no matter their skill. So if, if you're a good player, it's going to make it harder for you. So you have the exact mm-hmm. same level of challenge, and it's going to hit a plateau, and it kind of require you to pay, or, or tempt you to pay. Mm-hmm. And, and, and a game's difficulty will adjust dynamically based on the person who's playing. What do you think about that? Uh, yeah, I mean... With a game like this, that's single player, essentially, yeah, that could easily happen. You know, there's very easy to design that around. It can happen uh, in multiplayer you know, too. Like, imagine you're ahead of me in StarCraft. Your your guys will start giving you like one less mineral per per turn, but it'll still have the same number. You know, Destiny too had a problem with this. Um, people were getting less experience than they thought they were. It was telling you a certain number, right, for like the dailies or whatever, but you were actually not getting that experience. But it was still telling you. And then people said, "Is this a bug? Oh, are you lagging? Oh no." But it wasn't a bug. They were intentionally uh, showing you one number as a reward, but actually giving you less. So it's, it was kind of some kind of social engineering. Yeah, and Destiny. What did I say? I think I, think, I think I said Destiny. Oh, Disco. Uh, do, okay, I'll fix it. Discord is having problems. Yeah, I think I think I think it's just Discord, honestly, because I can hear you in the through the Steam. So if that happens, just 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 you can talk for a bit. But I missed generally what you said, but I, I do. It's gonna be a little harder in multiplayer games because there is a sense of fairness. Though I think for a while people speculated that um, Overwatch had some weird comeback mechanics built into the game because it opened certain situations. And the last push, like you know, it seemed like you had a higher odds of taking it because very often weird shit like that happened. But I'm pretty sure Overwatch has nothing like that. But games kind of have a like Dota two and League have. Over time, added comeback mechanics because when you when you wipe a team that's higher level than you in league or Dota, you get more gold than they get if they wiped you and more experience. So not yep. only is experience from the level difference, you guys get more gold. So there are comeback mechanics already built into multiplayer games. So that is kind of happening to a degree. Agreed. And uh, yeah, I do you think that would uh, I, for example, in the League of Legends, I was surprised to learn that if you kill uh, a hero who's been killed already many times, you mm-hmm. get less gold from killing them. Yeah, that kind of seems unfair. You know, like to the to the side doing the killing. Is it like that in Dota two, or is it there's, no, there's a base rate in Dota two and it only goes no, up? No, there's a base rate. It only goes up. Like so, if, yeah. if someone has racked up lots of kills, they reward more bounty, but they, you don't lose, you know, gold. It's been like that in League for a long time, actually. Yeah, yeah. I remember when, when, I, when I played League a lot, right? Sometimes you would, I would have games where I would absolutely destroy the guy in my lane, right? And at a certain point, I, I was getting more gold for killing a like a, a creep in the lane than I was getting. <laughs> from here. No joke, you would get like twenty gold. For killing oh somebody you've killed like seven times, eight times already. And the goal keeps going down. But the thing is, if they get an assist, it, it goes if they get a kill, it resets back to three. 300 was the default, right? Mm-hmm. If they get an assist, it, it goes halfway back to the default thing, 150 or something, right? But at a certain point, if you were that far behind, it was optimal play for you not to get any kills or even assist. Just keep farming your lane on your own. Because if, you, if, you, if they keep killing you, they get nothing out of it, you know? They're getting almost no experience and like 20 gold, which is really bizarre. I, 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 bit, a bit of a side tangent, I absolutely hate those mechanics. I think if a team is winning, if a team, you know, don't add artificial comeback mechanics to a game. If, if you're losing, you deserve to lose. Also, you know? doesn't that extend the game? Like, if you're losing that, if you're yeah. 0 and 8, let the guy get another 300 goal for killing you so he can end the game, right? And so you can move on to the next game instead of giving this bullshit where it drags him on because he's getting less gold. It literally just makes the game last longer. And, yeah. and of course, the designers say they do it because it allows for cool comebacks and epic comebacks. But that's bullshit. If the team is winning, let them win. Like, it's actually really bizarre because. It's not. It doesn't always unfold in this way. But one example is in a game of league, where you could be winning like zero to like 
eight, let's say, right? And you're ahead by a good amount of gold, right? And normally in a professional game, if you're, if you're up zero and eight, you're gonna you're almost guaranteed to win a game. But we're not professional players. Most people that play are not professional players. So that what happens is uh, people do stupid things all the time in, in pub games of League and Dota. So in, in League, even if you're winning eight zero, your team, if you guys all get wiped in one team fight, and now it's five to eight. Guess what? You have more kills, but the enemy team is winning. They got more gold and more experience for beating you because you are ahead. That your eight previous kills don't mean shit. They're actually ahead of you now. That's stupid. You no, know? but of course, professional players can maintain that lead better and force engagements that, that don't turn out like that. But in pub games, these stupid things can happen all the time. And I actually think it's actually counter. It, it, it's actually not fun at all. It's, it's just unfair that the winning team should. You know, if, if you want to make a comeback, comebacks can happen on their own. Don't force comebacks by giving more gold and experience to the losing team. It, it, it's it's so unfair to the team that's winning. It makes no sense. To a degree, Dota 2 has it as well, but not as bad. They made it worse recently. And by, and by recently, I mean like it's probably been over a year now. Crazy Korean. Thank you for this up. And thank you. Thank you. Yes, uh, I'm 30 years old now. Yeah, so uh, Dota did that too with the whole comeback mechanic where mm -hmm. if, if you're if the team is ahead and you, and you kill them, you get massive amounts of gold. Uh, Compared to before, yeah, it sucks. I, I don't know. I, whatever happened to if you, you know, it just it just seems unfair. It just seems so obviously. It seems like such a bad idea on paper, but they do it for the for the comebacks. King Henry, thank yeah. you for the three dollar donation. The rare donation. Thank you so much. Much love, much love. All right. All right. What let's take this to, uh, to a to a to, to end more pages once again. All right. Let's take it. Let's take it to World of Warcraft Classic. This is the first time we've heard anything. About World of Warcraft Classic, basically since it was first announced over a year ago now, right? Mm -hmm. So they announced uh, this week. They came out with some news. They've decided they'll the World of Warcraft Classic will be running on patch 1.12, which is the pat which is the patch uh, right before the launch of um, Burning Crusade. And there's actually a video of uh, of patch 1.12 back. It's an old video, but you can see what the 1.12 patch looked like from like 2000, whenever this came out. I'm kind of hoping and suspecting that what they mean by this is that. The balance and class skills and everything like that, items, item stats, will be based on 1.12. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping they don't mean that the world will start as if it, it was at 1.12. Because that would mean like the gates of Ankaraj would already yeah, be I open. Agree. It, should, Whereas, it should be like that. I agree. Yeah, part of the fun of a new server uh, for Vanilla is uh, you know, the, the, the going through the events uh, as, as they happened back then. Including opening the new zones. You don't want to release you know, all the... You know, like imagine you know, Tier 3 was out. Day one, like the next Ramus, you know, no, that's not fun. So I hope they pace it, hope they pace the content, but keep the balance uh, as if it was from back then. I think that that's optimal. Yeah, <laughs> I'm looking at this too. It's um, the they talked a little about the back end as well. They're trying to they they discussed about you know getting the back end legacy code working with uh with new Battle.net and uh trying to re-engineer the code working like that. They've never they have not said anything about any kind of release dates either. But this is the first time they came out and said anything. So it shows that there's progress being made on World of Warcraft Classic, and hopefully these updates come a bit more regularly because this this is it's been a long time coming for this update since that first announcement, and uh, I'm I'm hoping we get some kind of uh, like alpha or some announcement for an alpha by the end of the year. I obviously they're gonna you know pimp out uh, Battle for Azeroth first, and I think once once hype for Battle of Azeroth dies down, then we'll hear we'll we'll hear a lot more about uh, WoW Classic in between uh, the next expansion after Battle for Azeroth. So in that two year period. We'll get we'll get World of Warcraft Classic is my guess. All right, here's my guess for when we're gonna get it. Ready? So WoW release date is no November two thousand and four, twenty third. Yeah. I think that date is when it will come out. November twenty three, oh. two thousand nineteen. Exactly fifteen year anniversary. 
That's fair. Yeah, because nobody who cares about a 14 year anniversary or a 16. 15 is a is a nice number, right? Nice net, nice. Oh uh... well, no, you're right. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Uh, it'll, it'll, it'll come out during the anniversary. That makes a lot of sense. All right, you heard it here, you heard it here first, boys. World of Warcraft Classic is launching on November 2019. All right, it's go. the official MMOs.com speculation date. All right, makes sense. Yeah, I'm still optimistic about this too. I think I think I think it'll do really well. I think people. Another thing, I think people miss people miss the grind. Say what you will about grind, but I think people people do miss it. People people secretly want grind, and they say that they don't want to grind the game, but I think, I think people want grinding games. Uh, yeah, and they want the experience of going through. Like, here's, here's what I'll say to people. I remember my best experience in WoW was the leveling experience, mm-hmm. right? It wasn't so. Now people say, well, you can't play. It doesn't count towards end game. But yeah. I, I for even Maple Story, even Ragnarok, my my the, my yeah. most fun moments was the one to max level experience. Though I did, I, don't, I never got to ninety nine in RO, but like, the point you being, like you were like ninety seven, weren't you? I was we, close. We, we, we were both we were both in the high in the nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, the point is, that's the fun of the game, the the, the leveling experience. I think I think uh, that's getting a short shrift these days. But uh, that, that's a shame. Well, look at this look at this thread on RMRPG I linked you. This guy posted, "I'm looking for a grind MMORPG." Like he he's not he's not shy about it. The man wants a grind, all right? Jaka one two one wants to go play a game. He wants to put his brain in the mayonnaise jar, as my buddy Zemo always says. He wants to turn his brain off, and he wants to grind. He doesn't want all that story shit. You know, look at point number two. He doesn't want another. He, he, he you know he don't want he don't want all that story shit. He he doesn't want to do a thousand ten thousand quests. All right, he wants to grind. All right, man wants to grind. I, and I yeah, think he's trying Final Fantasy fourteen, but he can't pass the boring leveling. He doesn't like BDO. He wants to grind. So for him, Maple Story is is definitely the game. Right? I was gonna, I was gonna say BDO, but he doesn't like that one either. I told I made a comment saying Maple Story. All right, yeah, I'll, I'll hook my boy up because if you want to grind, Maple Story is the game to grind in. You don't got to worry about no quests. You don't got to worry about no story. You know, you just go on there and you grind. Indeed. So they did actually nerf the leveling requirement in Maple Story. Uh, I think you told me that earlier today. Yeah, there's a well, the Korean uh, patch for Black Mage is coming out, and they're gonna make level twenty two hundred to two twenty twenty five percent faster. And not only that, but they're going to make the 1 to 200 even faster. No, the 1 to 200 is already too fast. Yeah, they're making that even faster. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Because uh, they want people to experience the new content. This is supposed to be the final standoff in the arc where you fight Ooh. the Black Mage. I'm not sure uh, how important of an arc it is, but there you go. I never really played Middle Story for the story. You play, I played it for the grind. But they did have a pretty decent story. They had a pretty decent storytelling in that game, right? The writers at Nexon know what they're doing. The localizers. Uh, I think it's actually a trailer for uh, the new Maple Story pack. And I, unfortunately, this is only in Korea. Uh, it should come out here eventually, but I don't. I don't have a timeline for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, there's another piece of news. Uh, Closers is getting rid of its fatigue system. That I know you and several people in chat seem to hate those systems. There's no reason for it. It's just so bizarre. The it idea is to that pace, you, pace no. yourself. You can pace the game by adding tons of content, and you can, you can also do it very simply by like giving rewards for doing content for the first time. Like you can do leveling roulettes, rest experience. You can kind of do it on its own. To artificially just really just stop even playing a game after a certain time is just bad game design. Fatigue systems are just bad design. That's uh, what it comes down to. I don't know. I think they're fine. What do you mean they're fine? Look, if you want to like. If I want to play this game all day, 
It's my goddamn right as an American, all right? I'm well, goddamn American. Good, this game is not we made by Americans. No, we don't live in no it's, goddamn it's, communist it's, China. It's made by the Asians, all right? And so it's, it's got their design principle. Fatigue systems? What is the benefit of fatigue? Why can't you just design your game around incentives where at a certain point it's just not beneficial to keep playing, right? They like, do. Fatigue. Your character sucks. Fatigue just literally stops you from playing. Yeah, you make an alt. No, it's it's such a shit system. Like again, look at Final Fantasy XIV, where you can, or even World of Warcraft, where you have daily quests, right? You, after daily quests, like the, it becomes less efficient to farm money in certain ways, right? There, there are efficient ways to level characters in in these games, right? With rest experience as well. Like give incentives for players to do their roulettes, do their daily activities, weekly activities, and then everything leveling up beyond that becomes slow and painful, right? But to use this this bizarre um, it, it, you know, I hate to use your word, but breaking immersion where you just can't keep playing anymore. Well, it's just poor design. It doesn't break immersion. You go run a marathon. Just, you go run around all day. Oh, you go around for eight hours killing monsters swinging swords. Let's say how fatigued you are. You're going to collapse. It's bullshit. It's, it's, such, that it's bad immersion? design. That's not breaking immersion. Boom, got him. Got him, guys. I can, my, my character's got plenty of stamina, all right? Yeah. yeah. I, can, I can grind orcs all day. Mm -hmm. it, it, it just comes out to lazy design. No, it's not lazy. You can't swing those anime swords for too long. You get it, tired. It's clearly lazy because games are going away with the fatigue system as well as, as it's closer to doing. I think the game is just less popular now, so... Uh... Yes, anyway. but why do you, one of the reasons it's less popular is people look at that fatigue system and like this is this is awful. Why would I play this game? But that's one of the things I look at and I kind of roll my eyes. It's, it, it's not going to stop me from trying a game. I think most people, it's not going to stop them from trying a game. But for most people, if you like a game and you hit this fatigue fatigue like wall, you, you're going to be kind of angry. You're going to be kind of pissed off. Like, what the fuck are they doing? Why can't I play this game anymore? Like, do, do they not want money? Do they not want my time? Like, do they not value me as... Your character's tired, bro. No, it's such a... No, it, it just pisses players off. Well, those players... How about this? They should run around with a sword for eight hours, okay? And see how their characters feel. Maybe they can relate. I like, I like what you're saying. Uh, I'll tell you what's bad design is I can kill gods, but I get tired when I level up 20 times. And it makes no sense. You're literally killing gods in these games and doing like these, you know, God. Yeah, it takes a lot of out of you. It takes a lot of out of you. You got to rest for, you got to take no, a break. You have to <laughs> you kill gods God. like that. But it's also, but, but the problem is you hit the fatigue if you run like, if you run a low level dungeon like 10 times, you hit your fatigue meter. What? I can go kill this God 20 times, but I can't run this low level dungeon 20 times. What? That makes no sense. I, it's usually based on how many times you. I, I agree. It should be a little stricter, you know. If you're tired of one thing. No, it, it just it just just throw it out the window as they're doing. It makes no sense. Design your game around being fun. Set up incentives that prevent people from like make make bonuses for doing certain things. And if you want to grind beyond the bonuses daily, make that less make that slower paced. You know, like you can run the best way of leveling Final Fantasy 14 is doing your daily roulettes, your your your, your daily dungeon runs. There's like six seven roulettes you can do every single day to give you bonus experience. And if you want to keep leveling beyond that, it's actually painfully slow, but you can do it. You know, it's there if you want to do it. It's boring, but you can do it. If Final Fantasy XIV had like this system where you can only level up like, you only get like X amount of experience per day, I'm telling you people would quit that game. It would lose a lot of time. People would be pissed off. Let people play the game if they want to play the game. It, it seems like it's a simple concept. Like, why do you want people not to so, play your game? So a bartender should be able to sell you as much liquor as you want. No, that's not the same It's thing. currently a law saying he's got to cut you off. He's yes, responsible dude. if you if you if he serves you too much alcohol, right? And you get in, you get some problems. How how, how is this related? Well, we were just talking about addiction. So this is a good way uh, to hold the company no, who's profitable. No, the reality it. is when you hit a fatigue system wall, what you're gonna do is play a different MRPG or a different. Well, game. you can walk into a different bar, you know. Then you know. Uh, yeah, and if you walk in there all, all, all drunk, they're not gonna serve you anyway. So this comparison well, makes no sense. It makes some sense. No, this is a game, and it's not like physical damage like that either. It is for your eyes. If you and, and and it's not up for this these game companies to uh 
Why not? to regulate that as well. I think if, if you want, if you want to talk about regulation on addiction, maybe the government can involve there, but not the game companies themselves. The, the reality the is- The government is involved in the, the in the country. Never, this game is being worked. developed in Korea. But this fatigue system, the way, the way it's implemented in, in, in games like Closers has never worked. Really? DFO has it's one. Not, DFO has one. It's a, one so, of the biggest so, games in the world. So so do you think uh, when when you hit your fatigue system, I'm going to, oh, looks like I hit my fatigue in, in Elsword Dungeon Fighter. I'm going to go outside and run a marathon and go swimming, maybe, maybe. play baseball. Maybe. No, maybe. I'm not. I'm going to go watch some hentai, and I'm going to go play some Maple Story. then I'm going to go play some Final Fantasy XIV, and then I'm going to go wank it while listening to ASMR. All right? That's what I'm going to do. Right? See that full loop? We went full circle, guys. And then I'm going to go play some other game. It's not like you're going to stop playing. Uh, Canaris, I am for small government. And in a small government world, if a game company wants to add a fatigue system, is that their right? Yeah, they can. Just okay. bad design. No, I think, it's bad design right, and I think it's working. By the way, you know what has the most fatigue systems? Mobile games. You know what, you know what makes the most money? Mobile games. So it's not bad design. It's very profitable design. Say what? It's no. I, I, I went back to the ASMR with my full loop thing. Oh. <laughs> I don't like it. It just look. The most popular games uh, today, especially in, in the are mobile world. games with fatigue systems. No. They're the Bam. Most... Wait. Got him. Got him. I, I don't know enough about mobile gaming, but I'm trying what? to think. Um... Are you kidding? They all have that shit. Does FGO have maybe? I I I really played too many mobile. I honestly have not played too many mobile it's games. It's way but more on the, prolific. On the PC game front, on the PC MMORPG front, which is which is uh, closers and Elsword are PC games with fatigue systems. Uh, they're not. It doesn't work well. Elsword, like, Elsword is making Warcraft, a lot of money. World of Warcraft, Final Fantasy XIV. Elsword is making a lot of uh, money. The Elder Scrolls Online. These are the, I think the three most popular like MMORPGs in the Western world. Right. These three games don't use uh, fatigue systems. For okay. good reasons. Uh, and even even Blizzard had Dungeon the Fighter to... Online uses it, and it makes more yes. money than all the games you yes. just listed. Oops. Yeah, I know. DFO is the, is the biggest game, but we're talking in the Western in the Western market right now. It might work in it might work in Korea. It might work in Asia as a monetization tool. It might so work over it, there. We should, we should copy. Here, it. It, no, but it, they've tried it here. It doesn't work. Even Blizzard themselves, when they were releasing World of Warcraft, they did a study with the rest experience. Remember, well, what was the system they had before rest experience was invented? I think by default you had rest experience, and after a certain amount of time, you got exhausted. If you play, yeah. Your character got exhausted. You hit a fatigue, right? And at that point, you would gain no experience. Yes. So or, or, yeah, no, you had it. So, so not, the way it works in WoW now and, and lunch was you rest if you're logged off or sitting in town, and then you get double experience. But yeah. the way it was initially made during Alpha was you get rested experience was a default. You always get rested experience, right? But after you after you play for a few hours, after you get a certain amount of experience, you fall down to fatigue experience. We get half experience. Okay, and they, and the pe players found that frustrating. Mm -hmm. So all they did was flip the names, and that was enough to uh, to win them over. So by default, they nerfed all the experience game by fifty percent. So your default was basically yep. now the bad, the the, the fatigue system before, and now you get a bonus for being offline. Yeah, but people, yeah, but that's fine. The, the wording is very important there as well. The perception is important. I don't know. I don't like fatigue because when I look when I was playing, look real talk. If I, when I was playing Final Fantasy fourteen. For the first set of raids, the second set of raids, the last two, you know, the year or so I played, when I was playing the game hardcore, I want to play eight hours a day. If I'm not playing, like, if after four hours, well, they're telling me, I like, mean, I, can't I want, I want to be, what? I want to be challenger in League. No, no, no but guess oh, what? I want to be challenger. Just, make me challenger. Good. Good. You can keep playing until you get there. Good for you. Imagine okay. League after well, three and, and, games. and the game wants to cut you off. Who are you to tell them? Imagine, after? imagine, they're, look, they're legally allowed to do it. No one's okay. saying they shouldn't be. I think it's bad for I their profit. I think it's good for their profit. It's bad, bad no, for their. The most yeah. profitable games use the system. And I'll give you another no, example. League, League of Legends doesn't use that system. Uh, I'll Those give you another use example. That system. About League, Legends about, League of Legends makes over a billion dollars a year. I thought about my RPGs. Anyway, uh, look, in real life, if you play football, okay, how long can you play football before you get fatigued? 
like five hours, six, whatever. You're gonna get tired. Basketball, you're gonna get tired. How long yeah. can you play tag with your friends in, on uh? Yes, gym? these are physically exhaustive yeah. activities. Or even chess. You get tired from playing chess. Yes. Yes. Okay. How is this related? So I, be- I think there's nothing wrong with a system. Uh, yeah. that I, I would just not play those games. And and guess what? You would. You probably wouldn't either. By the way. I, I would play Dota in a heart. I would quit League in a heartbeat if they put that bullshit in the yeah. game. I would quit Hard Final Fantasy fourteen if I want to play. If I want to play Final Fantasy fourteen, they try nickel and dime me for fatigue. I'm just gonna quit playing. I'm gonna go play something else. Scarcity creates value. Okay, so to a degree, yes, yes, but not in not in this implementation. It in does though. It works. It creates frustration, which is why World of Warcraft uh, got rid of that system before it even came out. Which is why the most successful MOs in the West don't use the system either. And the, and the games that do use fatigue, the by the way, are, talking about are 15 years extremely old. Generous, extremely generous as well with their fatigue systems. They, 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 you know, they basically, We're going even, to see more and more of it. True or false? I don't know. I think true. It's from mobile gaming. It's showing us that's their way forward. I don't know. I, I'm not a fan. I, I, I would just quit League in a heartbeat. If I, if I couldn't play, like, because when I was playing League hardcore and I was climbing the ladder, it was not unusual to play 10 games in a row. And was that good for you? I, I, I don't yeah! Know if, no, it wasn't. If you're not playing 10 games in a row, you're not serious, all right? You're not serious. You're, you're, you're a filthy casual, all right? Mobile gaming has, its, has a mind of its own, all right, for sure. And I, I don't pretend to understand mobile gaming. I do just know it's, it's wildly profitable. I, the thing is, I really have not been able to commit myself to playing a mobile game that long. It just well, hasn't happened. I've a, tried. You're just a cisgendered, white, privileged male, all right? Yeah, 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 if yeah, yeah. normal people, okay, if they play 10 ranked games of League a day... Okay, it's gonna ruin their life, their marriage, their kids, like uh, raising their kids, their job. There's so many. They're more. They're gonna miss their rent payment or mortgage payment. Like this is not a healthy behavior. And as we talked about earlier, with the, with the mental health. If you're playing ten ranked games a day and you're an average person, that means you got a job, a family, uh, a mortgage or a rent to pay, uh, car loans. You know all this. All this. You're not shit. playing every day. Maybe you're playing on the weekends. You know when you're off work. And I know people that work that have jobs that play like we don't know if it's not, we don't know if it's affecting them or not but uh, uh, but, but they're clearly holding their job and they're doing it on the, they, they, when they have to go to work they go to sleep earlier you know it just it, it just it just seems like it seems for me very difficult to like play one round of overwatch you know play one round of this it just maybe i am maybe i'm a bit of a gaming addict but you know when i play overwatch i usually play like like at least six seven games you know it just seems kind of pointless to play one game it's like eating one oreo you know who does that guys come on one oreo one m&m there's, there's, there's two servings in, in one of those peanut M&M packages. Two servings? 2.5 servings? Well, in what world is that 2.5? That's one serving. I don't know. Again, I think it's a, it's a, it's a supply-demand thing. So if the companies decide they can make more money with it, I think they'll do it. And I think the, that's a trend, especially with the way mobile is going. Yeah. I can't just eat one Oreo. Me neither. Or, Oreo Slayer can't even eat one Oreo. <laughs> he, that man slays Oreos, all right? He slays entire packages. Sorry, Mo, you can't eat an entire sleeve of Oreos. You got fatigued halfway through. No, ain't no way I could be fatigued eating a half a sleeve of Oreos, all right? Remember the good old days, guys, in the arcades where you had to pay per uh, use? Mm-hmm. Do, you think that, do you think that'll make a comeback? So, not League, obviously, but the League of the Future or a game like Overwatch, you got to pay like uh, per round. Like, you got to try once a round. You got to put the dollar in, like the microtransaction. Well, isn't, isn't, I think, was it Chronicles or Lyria tried with their soul system where, like, after you die, you can, like, pay. Like a new character, I don't know, some weird shit. They, they, yeah, they were yeah. trying to do something like that, but it was over like a long period of time, not per death. I, I remember when we were kids, we would just get like an entire box of Oreos, an entire bag box of Chips Ahoy, and just eat the whole thing in front of the computer with like some nice cold milk and play MMORPGs all day. That's like that was like peak happiness for me. What about you, Alpha? That's peak happiness. I got I got an entire entire box of the blue Chips Ahoy. I, and I got one box of the red ones, the yes. soft, chewy ones. Nice cold glass of milk. 
on a weekend, on a three-day weekend, just playing nonstop EverQuest or Ultima Online, morning till night. That was that was peak, boys. That was the peak. No, that's like throwing your kid in a swamp and saying, "Go play with the slugs." Like it could turn out well, well but it's a, it's, it did turn out well. Sure, but it's, it's, I don't know. Well, that's just debatable. But um, <laughs> like. If I have a kid and he's sitting on a weekend with a box, a whole box of Chips Ahoy, I think it's four sleeves, right? Four rows? Three. I think three, three, three or four, four rows. Three or four. I forgot. Okay. Yeah. If that's his lunch and he's playing computer games all day or computer games, that if that, I, I think that's a failure as a, as a, as a, as a parent. That, that is not, that is not a, uh, a wholesome a, diet. You, you may not like it, but that's what peak uh, happiness looks like. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go through a this swap and play with... <laughs> <laughs> what, what what a saying! Throw your kid in the swamp and play with the slugs. <laughs> All this is the most random shit sometimes. You have the most random weird ass sayings. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure a lot of us in here grew up uh, in a similar thing. But look, it, it can go either way, you know. The, by the way, childhood uh, what's it called? Diabetes, obesity, yeah, obesity, obesity yeah. and diabetes are very high. And I don't know how I'm not. I, I, I don't know how I'm not diabetic based on that diet. Like my our our parents had literally zero supervision over us. Like we just ate yeah. junk food, ice cream, cookies every day. Yeah. The healthiest thing we ate was the sugary cereals, like Captain Crunch, uh, <laughs> Fruit Loops. That was our that was like the wholesome healthy meal of the day. It only oh, yeah. got worse from there. Okay, so I I I'm, I'm very thankful, and I I didn't I never exercised or anything. I'm, I don't know how I don't have diabetes. I remember when we were younger, you would uh, like fill up, you, you filled up this like teacup, right, with the sugar cubes because we had the sugar cubes back then, and you just filled the cracks with the tea. Like it was, it was the cup was literally filled with sugar cubes, and you poured the tea into it, so it was like ninety percent sugar, ten percent water, and it was like it, it wasn't even like liquid at that point. It was like you were drinking like this, like this slush. Um, slush. It was a slush, and like you you would just eat it with a spoon. <laughs> was, we we had like the worst diet growing up, both of us. And neither of us are like you're. You're a bit overweight on yours. You're a little bit. You're a little bit chunkier now, but we're not like chronically overweight. I, I'm normal weight, and maybe you're a little bit overweight. I'm surprised we're not like we're not worse with yeah. what we what we ate growing up. I think maybe we were blessed with some uh, a little bit a little bit better on our, our genes or something. I don't know. Good, as Trump would say, good genes. Good genes, boys. Good genes. Good times. Yeah, but anyway, my point is that is not uh, <laughs> behavior that I hope to emulate if I if I uh, have a kid in the future. If you, if you spawn a kid, spawn. Right, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. If you had a kid, and he and he played uh he played Dota two all day, all right, and he had he had two KMMR, and he kept blaming his teammates. Would you beat him? No. Would you beat some sense into him? Would you beat some skill into him? I would try. You say no, you say no, Altai. But like you would regularly like punch our friends until they perform better in Dota. Like this was Altai's way of teaching how to play Dota. If you if you if you perform poorly and you died in lane, Altai would just walk up to you behind your computer because we all be playing our bases, punch you on the shoulder as hard as he can, all right. And then you were just scared, like if I fuck up again, he's gonna hit me. And you and you would perform better, all right. This is Altai's school of hard knocks. This is that was, that was Dota bootcamp, right? Moba bootcamp. This is, this is, you are bootcamp, you are an yeah. alumni of Moba bootcamp. Yeah, uh, this was you know my, my middle school, a high school experience with our friends coming over. Altai would just beat the shit out of you if you, poor, if you do poorly. All right? No joke. <laughs> Hold up. First of all, I was a kid too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Obviously. Yeah. Uh, you're, yeah, you're, you're, yeah. Like well. you're like you're like 15, 16 as well. And it's like yeah. what? It's like you have only 10 CS in 10 minutes. I would, right. I would literally patrol and look at their CS count and the time. And like as I walk by, they'd like shiver. You're like, oh God. My, <laughs> my, my creep kills is not up to. It's not. 
<laughs> I thought you ran an interesting school, right? Yeah. I, in a way, it worked. I mean, uh, I think the graduates from the school were above average gamers, you know? Many went on to play on the professional Rutgers esports team. <laughs> of course, of course. Yeah. All right, I think with I think with that we can yeah. take it to the post game. We're, we're we're discussing some fun stories. Yep. All right, we'll we'll uh, keep going in post game. If, if you're watching on YouTube, thank you for listening. Thank you for yeah. watching, guys. Take it's good show. Take it easy. Mm-hmm.